shit, motherfucker shit, motherfucker shit. Gonna take a dirty fucking shit on your clit. Yeah, 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 shit on my motherfucking clit. Shit on your tit. Hi, Josh. Yo, if you don't shit on my tit, you can't shit in my clit. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Hi, Josh. Welcome to the 75th episode of Sportsball. Welcome, all of you, to Behind the Player. Uh, great to be back with you for another week. Good to see you, Brian. Good to see you, too, Lampy. We Josh are, Ahern. We are together. We are in the same room. I've come to Melbourne this week to see uh, what kind of sports activities Brian's been engaging in. Hey, just a quick aside here. Did you know that Melbourne is the Aboriginal word for sports? I had no idea. It's true. That's amazing. <laughs> Look, first things first. <clears throat> what we've got to do is had a lot of uh, talk about last week's episode, a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. Now uh, that was our biggest one yet. As you as you're well aware, our good friend Jermaine Greer came on the show, and she, uh, you know, we had quite a good spirited talk with her about sports. Yeah. And look, the funny thing is that a lot of the fans sort of wrote in saying, "Don't ever have her back, or she'll never be back." You know. And I just need to say, first of all, that and you can echo this as well, Brian, that we parted on excellent terms with Jermaine. She will be back. She will be back. She'll be back, She'll be back in, in force. force. We will talk about more sports. But yeah, basically, the issue was that, you know, there was a big debate with Jermaine about the salaries of male athletes versus female athletes. You know, I guess I was just having trouble explaining it to her. But the thing is, like, she's not a sports expert. She's a, a book expert. Look, the reason we had her on the show is because she's a sports fan. She's a fan, which exactly. Which is what's most important in Behind the Player. It's the fans. That's right. But you know what? we do the show. But she knows a lot of stuff, too. Like, she has book. I don't have a book, and neither do you. Anyway. Well, I've, I've got some picture books about sports. But with your name. Oh, right. You know what I mean? I- Jermaine has books that say Jermaine. You know, she's written the words that are inside the books, and they've been published by her. And that's not something that either of us know about. You know what I mean? So I thought it was, um, you know, it's like people are saying, why do you have her on the show? She doesn't know anything. And it's like, well, of course she knows heaps of stuff about that that we don't know about at all. But when it comes to sports, obviously we're the experts. So she was saying, why are the male athletes' salaries so high compared to the female compared athletes? Compared to the female. So maybe and, maybe Josh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. But I'd like to know your thoughts. Why do you think that male athletes are paid more than female athletes? Well, I don't, I don't want to retread the ground of last week. I'll, I'll just sort of reiterate what I said to Jermaine, which yeah. is... That, that actually is the amount that they're paid. That's why. And then she said, well, why are they paid that much? And I said, well, that's their salary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the salary is the amount that they get paid. That's hard to argue with that. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously not, because then she said, well, why is the salary different? And I said, well, the salary is written in the contract. Every sports person gets a contract. And every contract is different. That's right. And the contract says in it, I mean, there's not much point having a contract if you're not going to say the salary. Like that's the best bit of the contract. So all those people get paid according to what's written in the contract that they have and that they signed. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I guess it's still, she still wasn't sort of um, satisfied. And she said, yeah, but I'm asking, why is it different? Why in the contract is it different to what the female players are getting? And I said, because that that's what the club has offered. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the, and, and all these people have been sending us messages on the socials and all that complaining about this from last week. And I'm, I'm just, I just want to say, look, she's a, she's a sports fan. She doesn't know about this like inside baseball, like back office, like, you know, the real ins and outs of the industry stuff that Mm -hmm. you and I know about. And because of our long-term fans who've been listening from the start, they know about all this stuff, but we can't expect every guest to come on to be across that. Sometimes you want the perspective of the outsider, you know? So I kind of had to take Jermaine through and explain all that stuff. And I think she went away not really understanding, but let's see where she's at next time. Of course she'll be back. Well, I look forward to having her on. I thought she was a lovely person. And what's important to me is the fact that she's a sports fan, which is what's important to me at all times. Second to the sport itself.
You know what's funny though? Um, I feel like a lot of the criticism against her is coming from sort of the newer fans. Like, uh, as you all know, at the end of last year, we won uh, FHM's Sports Podcast of the Year. Uh, <coughs> FHM magazine is, of course, For Him magazine. It's sort of a magazine that you read and you go to work and you stand around the cooler and you say stuff that you read in the magazine. Like, um, did you know that like the Albanian glowworm like eats five times its own body weight in shit every week? And like your mates go, oh, even though they read it as well. Mm -hmm. They pretend you have to be the first person to say the fact that you, you know. Okay. Um, and they also have like, um, you know, women in bikinis and stuff. Like that's always a big hit. It's always uh, a reliable one, you know. Uh, anyway, since we got that award from them, there's been a lot of new fans that came from that to the podcast. And, you know, as we've done before, welcome. Welcome to the Behind the Player family. But I do want to say, if you want to be a part of this family, you have to know that it is a family. And when we have guests on like Jermaine who might not know that much about sports and contracts and all that kind of stuff you have to respect her and not reach out in an abusive, insulting, harassing, obnoxious way. You say, cool, like, you enjoy her being taught by us. Dum -dum -dum -dum. Finish him! Get the fuck out my house! And I don't mean to sound patronizing. She'll be back on the show and she can talk, she can teach us about the book, you know, having, having book. Anyway, just to those fans, just take it easy, right? Just chill out. Um, you know, it's not all, not, not everyone's against you. I don't want to have any more multi-paragraph rants about the family court on our Facebook page. So just take it easy. Great stuff. Thank you, Brian. Biatch. Anyway, um, so today we've decided to dedicate the entire episode to men in sports. The Chicago, the Chicago nigga! nigga. Uh, something that's not often talked about. Uh, so let, let's begin with uh, the definition of sports. Uh, so we'll break it down first sports, then men. Uh, sports uh, are hard to define. Uh, I have here a, a description <laughs> that I found online. It says that sports are a challenge between two or more people, which is not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can agree. I don't know if I can agree with that at all. There are single sports, single people sports. That's right. It's basically a challenge that you set for yourself. And it's leisurely. Although I think that leisure is a weak word because I think sports is life and leisure is not life. Life is work. So sports is work. Look, I think it came out when sports was first coming out. It was leisure. Uh, obviously the first people to like put a bunch of turkey feathers inside a pigskin and kick it around in a field. They're obviously doing it for fun. They didn't really know what they were doing, but I'd say within a week or so it became something more it became about masculinity it became about proving yourself being the alpha you know um, racking up those points yeah. and, and it happened very quickly so people who say that it's a leisure i mean i don't know where you got this definition from but i'm not sure if Fate i'm that into it all right i guess we a fine publication <laughs> yes no it's it's a good magazine anyway sports are um all about competition we've said that before on the show we probably said that last week and the week before and uh what i want to do um first of all is just shout out to all the guys out there playing sports. Yeah. Shall we shout out together? Let's A do woo it. on three. One, two, three. And then just imagine that times like 5,000 and that's the crowd. That's how it felt. That's, that's the crowd. how it felt. <laughs> uh, so the first man I'd like to talk about mm. is Zal Dastra. And uh, Zal, as most of you will know, was born in Atlas Town in Pennsylvania. He comes from a line of men only. He was actually the first man born of two men. So he's Alpha Alpha. Alpha Alpha. Alpha Alpha. Alpha Alpha. He's the top mm. alpha, which is why he got interested in alpha sports. And at the time, alpha sports was the name given to rugby. Jermaine, are you listening? Uh, I, I think we might give her a call in a bit. Mm. Um, 
And anyway, so at the time he, in 1876, he started Alpha Sports, which, as we know, is now called Rugby. And at the time was, as uh, Josh, Mr. Professor Josh Ahern has pointed out, was stuffing turkey feathers into a pigskin and kicking it around. And Zal uh, was born with three eyes, which uh, gave him an advantage in the sport. And he also was the fastest runner on the team because when it started, he was by himself playing. So he always won all the awards. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's an important tip for young players out there. You know, if you, if you want to win, play can, alone. Can Pete alone, yeah. At least to start off with. Exactly. And then when you bring people in, you've got to sort of be careful about who they are as well. Exactly. But the thing is, if you start playing by yourself, if you create the sport, which is what, which is why Zal is so well-known and so well-recognized and appreciated, if you start the sport and you start it by yourself, anybody who comes in afterwards will not be as good as you. So you're always going to win. Mm. But that's the idea in life. Start, do whatever the fuck you want, start it, and then after you're good at doing that thing, then invite people and you'll always be better than everyone else. The fuck you looking at, old man? You know, I've always had a lot of sympathy for uh, Dastra because I feel like there's there are a lot of people out there who say because his peripheral vision is so good because of the three eyes, yeah. he, sh- he should really only ever be playing by himself because there's nobody else that, you know, can measure up against that. Mm-hmm. But what I'd say to those people is, look, you know, it's like saying Shaquille O'Neal shouldn't be able to play because he's taller than everyone else. You know, and how how much poorer would we be if we never had Shaquille O'Neal in the game? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, we go, would be very poor. Yeah, so Zal, I, I think, you know, let's not have this uh, prejudice and bigotry against the guy just because he's got um, more stuff on his face than you're supposed to in general. Yeah. Has to be said. Uh, maybe we should ask an expert what oh, yeah. they think about Zal. Let's okay. call the expert. Well, hang on. We're the experts here. Who, what, who's this person? Uh, this is Angus Leslie. Angus is well known in the world of sports as a writer and commentator. So let's just see if he's answering his phone. Old friend of the show. We've had him on before. Brian, hello. I'm just about to... uh, My plane is just about to take off. Okay, cool. Well, we just need a quick word on your thoughts on Zal. You know Zal? I don't know, Zal. Yes, you do. Tell uh, us your thoughts. Just a quick intro, everybody. This is uh, Angus Leslie, uh, sports columnist. You're on Angus. You're on Angus. Who's this? Laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, obviously, he's pressed for time. He's, uh, you know, he's being flown to. Um, being flown elsewhere, obviously, to give his great expertise. Now, look, I wouldn't say that, that Mr. Leslie is uh, as up on the, the stats as, as we are, but it's a shame. I would have liked to get his um, feedback on this particular issue. And let me just say, that's a bit of a ding towards our producers for not teeing that up ahead of time. So, yeah, guys, get it together. We've got plenty more interviews to go. That's right. Uh, secondly, I'd like to focus on another man, another male sports player. Finally. Uh, by the name of Dracus Nikus. Ah, uh, yes, the, uh, the Croatian. Shut your fucking face. He's uh, a he's a national treasure of Croatia. Exactly. Did you know that Dracus, the town, is named after Dracus Nikus? Yes, I did. Yeah, of course he did. Why do I why do I question your knowledge? Because it's a rhetorical question and it's really for the benefit of the listeners. Yes. You say, Did I know? And immediately that creates this anticipation in the mind of the listener and they go, Oh, he's gonna say yes. Then I go, yes. And it's sort of a bit of a dopamine rush for them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we understand our listeners and we give them what they want. So do you want to fill us in a little bit on Dracus? The history of Dracus Nikus? Look, Dracus, uh, Dracus first, look, his origins are a bit 
um, a bit controversial. He now he's he's one of the best uh, baseball players to ever come out of Eastern Europe, and he he said that uh, his he developed his swing by you know smashing fruits and stuff in his backyard, and it came out unfortunately a few years into his career after he'd moved and joined the Mets and stuff in in the states. Yeah, it came out that he had actually been in his youth part of a anti-Semitic gang. Um, now that, that went around sort of like beating up people, and there was this whole criminal past. Um, as you know, like anti-Semitism is is one of Eastern Europe's favorite sports. They love it. They're very good at it. They've they're well practiced. Um, but it's sort of frowned on here in the West. And you know, it's it's the kind of sport that we can't really endorse wholeheartedly here at Behind the Player. We we have to uh, take into consideration the the different cultural backgrounds of all the sports that we love. But this one in particular, I feel like maybe it would have been better off just staying as a kind of uh, why does it have to be one particular? If you're going to go around swinging baseball bats at people's heads, what's wrong with everyone? That's my answer. That's my question, I mean, not answer. Very good. Very good. Anyway, so wherever the prowess came from, and it certainly derailed his career for a while, and he had to go on Howard Stern, and he had to make all these apologies and all this kind of stuff and do the Mel Gibson thing, and he sort of did it a bit more successfully, obviously, because he's, he's in the game. But uh, wherever the prowess came from, there's no denying that he has a lot of power behind that swing. And when that ball comes at him and he swings at it and you just hear that crack, you know, there's nothing like it mm-hmm. in the world. And uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his, have been for a long time. And I, I, I guess I choose to sort of selectively ignore um, his past and I think that's my right I think that's fair because without if we were not to ignore his past we wouldn't have who he is and how important he is to the sport um, yeah with, if, if we were to um, to judge him on his past we wouldn't be able to recognize his achievements <laughs> That's your fucking face. That's right. I think that's very important. I think that's important for most people too. Look, we've touched on that before. Um, I believe back in uh, episode 36, I think it was, we were talking about how um, Lyndon Bazaar of uh, the Eastside uh, Crawlers, he had an unfortunate um, history of domestic violence and, you know, he came out and said he was sorry. And we sort of argued then that the Australian way is just to live and let live, especially when it comes to that kind of thing. And since then, he went on to do some amazing points. So I'm kind of... uh, I'm kind of happy we took that stance, even though back then it cost us a lot. You know, I was suspended from Twitter and like, you know, I was just completely oppressed. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Anyway, uh, we survived. That's right. Well, yeah. we thrived. We better than survived. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is, because we're men. This is episode 75, Brian. I mean, yeah. can you believe it? You know, yeah. we've come so far and just, you know, from, you know, from obscure, humble beginnings to FHM Sports Podcast of the Year. We've had lots of celebrity guests on. We've, you know, I feel like we've come a long way. And recently we've had quite a few celebrity guests. And I'm, I'm really happy now that it's just sort of an OG episode this time. It's just you and I for the whole yeah. thing. Uh, even though we might have a few call-ins. <laughs> son where'd you find this so yeah t- tell us about some sport of recent well did you watch the game uh yesterday i did yeah uh, that was an amazing game everybody won which is i think can be said for every sport ever <clears throat> everybody right. wins if you're playing sports you're winning which I, is important look, to remember i do have something to say about yesterday's game and yeah. i know this is going to tie into uh a segment you've got coming up i'd like to talk about gary nutt and we have to gary nutt gary nutt yeah nutt, we, we, yeah, we yeah. have to get to this uh we have to get to this issue and i know you interviewed him after the game we'll, mm. we'll, we'll play that interview in a, in a little while but the the issue with gary is that he he moved from the trotters to the hawkers uh and as soon as he made it to that team he was completely sidelined and he didn't even play in yesterday's game and as a result the hawkers lost now you could say it's as a result or you know maybe i mean i'm not trying to take away from the trotters victory but if if you move the best player 
to another team and then you don't let them play what what's the point of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah why are you doing that there was no bigger uh, there, there was no person more upset than gary himself i think uh, I, I bet look i haven't heard the interview but i imagine that uh he's, he's not that happy about it um you know i mean it, it's kind of this this weird sort of uh, horse trading that happens in sports sometimes where there's there's all this like politicking and like you know you move a player around and you put him on the bench and this is what happens to our male players sometimes and who's talking about that we are talking about it we are talking about and it. we're not afraid to talk about it you know th- this ain't your dad's sports podcast right um i'm just uh, gonna get gary on the line because i have a few questions to ask him about yesterday's game i know the interview was good but he had to run off to um for dinner with his dad uh so let's just get gary on the line give us two seconds hello 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 Gary, my man, welcome to Sports Ball. How are you? How was, um, can you give us a little bit of information about the game yesterday? You're on behind the player, Gary. Thanks for uh, yeah. talking to us. It was a fantastic game. Everybody everybody played their best, 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 best. Yeah, but uh, everybody, look, what, everybody loves Sports Ball. Sports Ball. Sports Ball. Sports Ball. Look, what we want to talk to you about is it, it was a great game, and nobody's denying that, but you, you actually were sidelined for the whole game, and I, I want to know what, how, what your thoughts are. Um, on that. I mean, the thing is. Balls are spherical. They're timeless. Um, from them we get the wheel. Um, they're a lot like plums. And sport has um, the ability for one to savour in the sweet taste of victory. Which is something that I enjoy savouring in um, as Gary, competitive sports ball player. Sage words. Sage words. Thanks so much for uh, for accepting the call, Gary, and uh, we'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, Gary. See you later. Look, uh, you know, you've got to give it up for him there. I mean, what a what a philosophical uh, what a philosophical approach to the game. You know, he's um, he's obviously had to think about it. He's calmed down a bit, and he's sort of you know what you're getting there is his sort of ruminations on the the origins of the sport. You know, as he's saying, sport helped invent the wheel. Sports helped invent the wheel. That's true. The next time you have banana in a supermarket, think about where that banana has come from. It's been some poor farmer in in Papua New Guinea has gone in a jeep into a banana plantation and cut it out. Yeah. It's been shipped across to Australia. It's yeah. been loaded into a big truck and driven into a supermarket somewhere. Yeah. All of that, apart from the ship, I don't know, maybe... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, look, competitive rowing is probably responsible for the invention of the ship. So of the boat, yeah. Yep. That's also a result of sport. But just next time you open that banana and you eat it, just remember, you would not be eating this banana if it wasn't for sport. That's right. That's right. And I like bananas. So I thank bananas. I thank sports every day when I eat bananas. I I think sports every day when I wake up and I realize that life is worth living because there are sports. If there were no sports, we would not be alive today. Brian, Brian, you're, you're describing a nightmare that I had uh, yeah. Uh, about, yeah, uh, after we recorded our last episode, in fact, I had a, a dream, but it can only be described as a nightmare, that there were no sports. <laughs> woke up from that dream and for a quarter of a second before I realized that I'd been dreaming I thought this was my new reality and I was going to have to deal with a world that had no sports mm. then I thought hang on I still have the knowledge of sports even though there's no sports out there I'm I can become a beacon of hope to this lost 
destroyed horrible world yeah. i can invent sports it's going to be a lot of work and i have a, a lot of responsibility i have to go to all these different countries i have to teach all the different countries how to do their sports mm-hmm. but eventually i think i can fix things and get them back to the way they should be you know and then i realized that it was a dream and i'm like okay i don't have to do any of that stuff but even in my darkest deepest pit of despair sports got me through yeah yeah can i ask you a question if you had okay if you were to include a new sport into the Olympics, which sport would that be? Hmm, that's an excellent question. Uh, I'd have to go with uh, human hunting. Human hunting? Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, it'd be non-fatal. So you'd have uh, things like um, arrows. You'd have rubber bullets. You'd have arrows with big, you know, rubber suction. Suction cups yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, you, I mean, you can't really be murdering people in the in the Olympics, but I feel like that it's such an intense sport, and we've talked about it before. Um, and I feel like it's severely underrepresented. There are some countries that discourage it, you know, which is weird because every country in school has tag. Has what? 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 Yeah, or, or, or tip, they sometimes call it, right? Okay. Where one person is is the hunter and everybody else is the prey. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a great sort of ebb and flow to that game where you track down the prey, you touch them, mm-hmm. or you tackle them to the ground, or, um, you know, in some places you sort of put your, smush your genitalia all over their face. I mean, there's a lot of different school traditions about this. I mean, that's generally in upper class British schools and stuff like that. But yeah, like, you know, it's a good sport and it's universal. And then straight after school, where, where are you uh, scratching that particular itch? You know, where are you putting those skills that you've learnt into use. Nowhere. It's like they teach you how to do all this stuff and then they say, no, you can't do it anymore. There's no place for this in society. Mm-hmm. Let's get it into the Olympics. Let's make it Let's make it recognised around the world. Hunting. Human hunting. Let's get those skills, you know, those tag skills into play. And of course, given that men are the best at sports, the prey should be women and children. That's right. I yeah. agree. And, you know, um, to give our friend Jermaine some credit, we can we can talk about, um, you know, maybe there should be, maybe the women should get paid the same. Yeah. You know, uh, especially just if they're having to hide. Yeah, it's just a thought. Yeah. Biatch. Um, I reckon if I was to have a sport included in the Olympics, it would be speed talking. Uh, it has been a sport for a long time. Uh, I, I used to be a speed talker. I've slowed down since. But back in my youth, I was uh, very prolific in the sport. I've won many awards, and I feel that the sport is under-recognized. But you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go. It's been a long time since I've uh, been a speed talker, but here we go. I feel the speed talking should be recognized as sport. <laughs> now, I'm just going to chalk, chalk that up to, to nerves. Um, yep. Brian's a fierce competitor. I, I want you to take that again. I'm sorry? I want you to take that again. You want me to take that I again? Know you, I know you've got it in you. Okay. Perhaps most outrageous political characters are drawn into the US politics at any other time. In the recent past, we have become witnesses to some strange development, such as GOP candidates attacking free trade agreements, and even someone like Donald Trump having turned against fellow billionaires. Are we witnessing the end of the old economic establishment in American politics? This is very strong. Very strong. And uh, My the- mouth is sweating. <laughs> Look, I'd almost say that, uh, you know, that's that's almost unfair because, I mean, you've obviously been practicing that for a long time and, you know, to, to sort of get that into politics, it's like, let me have an attempt at this, all right? I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not really that familiar with the sport like Brian is, obviously. He's put in the work. You can hear he's put in the hours. In the, in the spirit of competition here, I'm going to have a go. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> The Zionist movement was initially secular. The religious elements have been gaining a considerably greater role, particularly after the 1967 war and the onset of the occupation, which had a major impact on Israeli society and culture. That's particularly true in the military, a matter that has deeply concerned analysis of military affairs since the 1980s. And increasingly today, the Palestinian movements are also largely secular. The religious extremism is also growing throughout the Muslim world. In fact, the secular initiatives are beaten back and the victims seek something else to grasp. Still, it would be quite misleading, I think, to regard it as a war of religion, but everyone thinks of it Zionism has been a settler colonial movement, and with all that entails. <laughs> wow. Just wow. 
that was, that was quite difficult. I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You you would be competing with the best. Okay, now um, look, we, we're gonna let's let's get back to the interview with Gary Nutt. We're gonna um, we're just gonna roll the interview that you did yesterday straight after the game with Gary. So uh, let's play that now and have a listen. Let's see. It'll be interesting to contrast the the sort of mood he was in then with the uh, sort of composed warrior monk that we spoke to on the phone earlier. So Gary, uh, great game, great game. Uh, just uh, wanted to know your thoughts on how you felt that the game went today. Yeah, mate, a great game, was it? I don't know, mate. I'm a bit, I'm a bit bloody disappointed by this. Listen, I, I moved from the howlers to the piggers, right? I was told that I'd be in all, every game because all I want to do is play the game. Great, great. I, I fully understand, but. Um, do you think that the coach was uh, making a wise decision by keeping you on the bench? Mate, he, he's a fucking figure. And the thing is, I'll tell you what, the reason that I moved from team to team is that on the other team, I like to curse in the interviews and that. And I've been told many times I'm not supposed to curse in the fucking interviews. And I'll tell you what, these bloody dickheads approached me and they said, we're going to pay you the same guy. We're not going to change your pay any, bit, any fucking bit at all. The only thing that's going to be different, eh, is you can curse in interviews now. We don't care. We want a controversial player. We want someone who's going to write the fucking headline. And I said, great. It's been very difficult for me not to curse in an interview, and now I don't have to do it anymore. Great. And here on uh, Behind the Player, we don't want to censor anything. We want the player to be comfortable in the interview and comfortable to express himself as he wishes. And last, mate, listen up. Also, I want to say to you, uh, big, big fan of the podcast. Uh-huh. I've been listening since uh, you know a little while, anyway, a couple, uh-huh. couple of months, and I think he's pretty good, eh? Uh-huh. Um, could do a bit more with uh, from, from promo and all that kind of. Stuff. I don't know, mate. I don't know how to do your job. I'm not going to tell you how to fucking do your job. But don't tell me how to do mine. I, I never just, would, Gary. I have too much respect for you. I just want to play the game. That's the only thing I want to fucking do. Great. But if you speak to that fucking coach, he's already gone. You know that? As soon as the game finished, he's in the fucking stretch limo and he's back to the bloody Hilton. It's fucking disgraceful. Great. When the, I don't even have a chance to fucking confront this kind of out there. Keeping me out of the fucking game for the whole game. and wrinkle your school clothes. Great stuff. Wow. Uh, look, <clears throat> you can hear there, Gary's, Gary was very unhappy about that. And uh, good job, Brian, cornering him because uh, that's the only press that he spoke to after the game yesterday. And, you know, I believe he stormed off in a, in a big huff. Yeah, well, we had, um, we had uh, access, uh, primary access to each player, given that we are behind the player and mm. a well-recognized podcast. So it was good to be able to, uh, to, to catch up with him. And as usual, Gary, great guy, great player. Uh, we do reiterate that we're happy with the players being comfortable with themselves and with expressing themselves on air so uh, if you're not a fan of cursing you can download our beeped episode online otherwise just keep listening we've heard from a lot of parents that uh, they want to be able to play it to their kids the kids who are trying to get into the sport they need the info that we've got so we do make available a censored version of the podcast even though that goes against my personal beliefs and I feel oppressed and attacked by that anyway uh, check this out Josh this is a, a sport that I've recently gotten into it's called speed noting 
Would you like to give it a go? Um, what you just heard, what you just heard was uh, Ryan compose a new uh, new passion, which is speed noting, and that's where you pick up an instrument of some kind. I know we've talked before about how there's too much focus on the arts in Australia, and you know that is our official position as a podcast. We don't. We think that it's time for sports to get a go. It's time for sports to get the funding, get the attention, get the get the news. You know, it's like what happens when you sit down to watch the the national nine news or whatever, right? Mm. Six o'clock news, half an hour of news. Yeah. You know, uh, fucking Donald Trump did this. Sorry for the cussing. Donald Trump did no, this. Fuck it. Donald Trump did this. Uh, you know, ScoMo did that. Uh, cut up a tree. Um, you know, rescued dog. You know, all this stuff. Yeah. And then they get to the next section. What's the next section? Weather, mm-hmm. right? Weather gets like 15 minutes. And then at the end, what's the last section? Arts. Arts. There's a there's a 10 minute report on arts at the end. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's incense. It, it just makes me so mad. Where is the sports? Where are the sports? Exactly. Where is the sports? Where are the news? men? What's what's happening to our men in the sport? That is a good question. I'm going to call the expert. Oh, Meg, uh, you might remember from uh, episode five. Hi, Meg. Uh, you're on Behind the Player with Brian and Josh Ahern. Hello, Meg. Thank you we so just... much for uh, taking the call. Um, we haven't heard from you for a while, uh, but uh, keen to get your expertise on this issue. We would like to know what is happening with our men. Meg, what what's going on with the men? What's going on? With the men? Yes. Oh, the men are having a terrible time. Okay. Tell us, tell us more. Elaborate? Um, are you are you crying? It is it is a sad affair. I know, I know. We're all sad. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that uh, Meg feels comfortable um, sharing her emotions with us, and that's why she's always been such a valuable contributor to the show. Uh, thank you, Meg. Let's let's hear your take on what, why, why it's so bad for the men. What's happening to the men? What's happened to the men? Well, look, I, I think the men are just they're really being targeted at the moment. Yeah. Um, some would say quite unfairly. Uh-huh. Um, people seem to be getting you know, really, really angry and upset about, you know, things like domestic violence and, and rape. And, you know, people just seem to want to blame men. Yeah. Yeah. That, that this is what we've been saying for quite some time and uh, you know we've touched on this in a few episodes before um, what can we do for the men? Look I, I just think that we, we need to give the guys you know, just a bit of space and you know say look you know it's, it's not ideal but um, you know and I, and I think women need to take responsibility for, um, for their part in things which is you know I mean it's clearly our fault mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know I feel bad yeah um, so as you know, Oh, uh, pardon me. As as the listeners know, uh, Meg here is the starter of the Men Too campaign. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your hashtag Men Too? Well, look, you know, I just like I said, it's just it's become distressing to sort of see that the level of victimization that's particularly targeting white middle class men, um, and I I think that. You know, there are a lot of men that are rightfully identifying themselves as, as victims. And, you know, I, I believe that the, the right place for me to lend my support um, is behind these, these victims of, really, of circumstance. Yeah. And, um, and witch hunts. Agreed. You know, Meg, if there ever was a woman that was a man, it would be you.
That means a lot. And that's, and that's a compliment. That's that's the highest compliment that we at Behind the Player can give. Well, I'll, I'll be putting it on my man two page. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, Meg, for uh, all your efforts. Um, thanks again for appearing on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, wonderful contributions as always. Yeah, and uh, you know, as always, it's just nice to um, be fully prepared for um, appearing on your show. Yeah. It's always a pleasure, Meg. Have a lovely afternoon. Thank Bye. You. Bye. This is a certified hood classic. Great stuff. Uh, thanks again, Meg. Uh, look, <clears throat> she she's obviously coming from a very passionate place, and she does bring up something important that um, you know, where's where's the the stuff out there that's about like trying to get inside the head of the white middle class man? Mm-hmm. Where is that stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything. No. I'm really drawing a blank. So anyway, to get back to where I was, uh, you know, on the news, the, we don't have any any sports stuff and there's all this art stuff, right? Now, what Brian's done, he's he's sort of taken a proactive approach and he's trying to say, let's turn the arts into a sport. You know what I mean? If you can't beat them, make them join you, right? Yeah. I and that's what this competitive note playing is all about. So would you like to demonstrate your um, your abilities, which are far superior to most people's? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna sort of try to give you an idea of how this sport functions. Are you ready? Yep. Now look, I, I feel like that. Uh, hold wow. on, is there smoke on that guitar? Okay, sorry, okay. sorry. Just, I feel like that wow was maybe a little bit facetious there, Brian. No, um, it was not at all. I'm thoroughly impressed by your skills. Although, to be honest, I knew what to expect. Um, Great, everybody out there, uh, you've been very vocal. Uh, you know, people have been asking us to go to go to two episodes a week for a long time now, and um, this is a big announcement. I'm happy to uh, announce here on Behind the Player first that we are now going to be moving to two episodes a week. Uh, we're going to have one episode that is free for everyone, and there's going to be another episode later in the week. Members only. Members only, that's right. And uh, if you want to be a member, well, you either know the secret or you don't. And that's that's why, you know, other podcasts, all you got to do is pay money to get that bonus episode. We think that's vulgar. What we're saying is, no, you've got to know the game. Yeah. If you really want to know the game, you've got to know the game. Turn your podcast on. enough are you do you have what it takes do you have the ultimate gorilla brain power masculine energy vibes you know do you have the super secret neurotropic like five times formula whey powder shit that is required to really get in on this with us that's what we're asking we're putting a challenge out there to you there is another episode this week and it's up to you the audience to track it down indeed how about i tell you just how good i think sports are let's hear it amazing what's another word uh life-saving mind changing uh, penis hardening sweat breaking ground shaking rule breaking just fucking great fucking great fucking great and you know what uh sports is going to continue being great as long as we give sports the respect and love that it deserves and we're going to keep winning awards like we have been and uh you know doing getting all the stuff that we get because we are out here doing a really good job we're working really hard you know we're putting it all on the line for you and the listenership's just growing it's getting out of control people are stopping me on the street you know to ask me about, and by the way don't don't do that no, i'm just out i'm just out trying to live my life like i get it like you're a fan of the podcast you know what you do just tip your hat a little give a little wave like a nod 
you know, I'll acknowledge that and I'm cool with that. If, if I'm at the pub and I'm having a beer and I'm watching the game, I do not want to be interrupted. Do not. I'm watching the game. Do not mess with Brian when he's in that state. That is a state of intense concentration and focus. And if you interrupt that, you might even affect the quality of the show. So just don't do it. Don't, don't approach us in public. Um, you know, we're too busy for this shit now. You know what I mean? We've got too much going on. We've got sponsorships. We've got deals. We've got bargains. Uh, we've got even a couple of collaborations. You know, we've got this second episode to make in the week now. Yeah, this is episode 75. Like, you, you guys should all know this shit. And I say this with love. Nothing but love for the Behind the Plane family. We're a great bunch of people. Even you are new sort of FHM people. Yeah, I mean, how many weird facts about, you know, sort of gross insects and stuff? There is a bit about Spirit Tuna magazine. Yeah, it is the best part, even though the analysis is not that cool. You know, and I, I don't want to say this about somebody who's been so good to us and, and given us an award and stuff like this, but I do think that constructive criticism is the way to self-improvement. And I will say to you, FHM Magazine, uh, whoever wrote your piece on um, Pali Chaka is an absolute clown, right? Pali, as we know, um, she's an amazing uh, netball player. Uh, she's from Polynesia. She's like, you know, she's deserving of the utmost respect. And this guy, I don't even know what his name is, the, the sports writer. The stats were wrong, first of all. That's right. I, do, I did read that. Said she had a 128 high all time high it's 131 you know that's such disrespect yeah unbelievable and i i just think poor polly you know she's just she must have read that and her heart must have sank you know yeah. to work that hard to get that recognition i look i don't want to say i don't want to focus too much on a female athlete today to like this is the men's episode today and it's long overdue but i do want to say if you're going to write about a female athlete get the facts straight fhm magazine get it right and show some respect that's right and i say that with love and i say that thank you again for the award and all the new listeners um uh, I don't know, like, what do you what do you say to the, the guys who read FHM, you know, like... I don't know. There's not much to be said for them. Either way, we at Behind the Player respect Parley, and if you're listening out there, Parley, which you probably are, as we know you're a great fan of the show, we apologize on behalf of FHM. Uh, they do make mistakes. As great as a publication as they are, they do make mistakes, and we apologize. Even though there are close you. ties between us and them, they do not represent us. Exactly. We do not represent them. We represent ourselves. We represent as ourselves as, as men, as sportsmen, as podcasters, as human beings, as citizens of, of planet Earth and of Australia and Melbourne and Sydney. Look, it's been uh, great to just get back to the old format with you, Brian, and just um, sit there and shoot the shit, and I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, I believe that wraps it up for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks so much for joining in, uh, and if if you want to become a member, you know what to do. Uh, and if you have any complaints, call 0448 783 uh, We will see you uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks very much, guys. See you yeah. next time.